Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Many leaders and HR professionals working with high-performing teams are under lots of pressure and stress right now. So too are the employees that they manage. Trends that come from stress and burnout include low productivity, low employee engagement, turnover, lots of sick day use, long and short-term disability, irritability, presenteeism, and greater frequency of mental health challenges and severity of symptoms. These are signs of impending and existing burnout, and things are likely to get worse and less tackled in the right ways. This will likely mean downstream effects such as lower profits or revenue, less customer satisfaction, toxic workplace culture, greater conflict, and eroded trust with co-workers, teams, and the public. Fortunately, there is an efficient process to reduce stress and help prevent or recover from burnout for your employees. And we're going to consider that today. In this HR Chat episode, we're going to hear from Laval Martin, resilience and performance trainer and coach at Laval Martin Consulting Inc., a firm that helps companies to better engage employees and leaders to foster resilience through participatory training workshops, customized workshops, individual coaching, follow-up support, and evaluation. Laval, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. It's great to be here. Firstly, beyond my wee introduction, why don't you take a minute or two and uh, introduce yourself? All right. Very good. So let's see. My background is a little varied. And to me, everything, all the components of my background blend together into my current work. So I'll tell you a bit about my educational background. Um, So I started off actually studying astrophysics. So I come from a kind of scientific background there. I still dabble in this a little bit to this day, find it very interesting. Uh, also, when I was doing that um, undergrad or, or you know, before I switched, I switched partway through, uh, I also studied philosophy, uh, did some film studies, and studied semiotics. Uh, then I ended up switching gears entirely and studying social work. So I took an undergrad in social work where I did a minor in psychology, but actually ended up doing more credits than, than the psychology majors. Uh, so really enjoy the uh, study of psychology. So I did a master's degree in social work where I focused on HR and leadership classes. Similarly to, I, I do uh, self-defense, martial arts. I've done that since 2001. And one of the principles there is when you kind of reach a level of, you know, let's like, say like a black belt or something, it's like that's when your education truly begins. And so I feel the same that, you know, the study of self-defense uh, has been a profound impact on the work that I do now. I also did a postgrad certificate in instructing adults, which helps me both in my training and also my coaching work. And I also studied psychotherapy as a social worker, particularly dialectical behavior therapy. And so I draw a lot of the DBT tools into my work in consulting as well. In terms of my work history, I worked in some group homes and shelters and drop-ins working with folks experiencing developmental disabilities, homelessness, poverty, mental health challenges. I also started delivering psychotherapy back in 2015 and been facilitating training in various capacities since 2010. Uh, But probably the most impactful reason that led me to where I am now is I went through burnout myself. So I reached a stage back when I was working in some of these shelters and drop-ins where 
I was just completely burnt out. And it took me about five years to really kind of recover fully from that and get back to the place I was before. And so my goal now, my mission is to help people either recover from burnout much more quickly than that, and uh, even better to prevent them from becoming burnt out in the first place. May I be so bold as to ask you, uh, do you have a significant other in your life? Because if you don't, um, a, a guy who studied astrophysics, okay, who's obviously got a very high EQ, cares about people, does social work, and, and is a potentially a black belt, did you say, in, in, in martial arts? What a catch. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> Uh, well, I am currently uh, single, though I'm also uh, leery about dating during the pandemic. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay. So you heard it for first here, listeners. He is on the market. Okay, and uh, we will be leaving contact details in the in the show notes. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let, let's let's move on. Tell me a bit about the, the genesis of, of your consulting firm then. What, what's, the, what's the mission? The, the main thing is helping people become more resilient. And so this is the main thrust of, in fact, all my work. I do other things. I do uh, self-defense training. I run a monthly beer and philosophy night. I also offer conflict resolution services. So, you know, even the other work that I do is all focused about resilience in various ways. Uh, so here with Laval Martin Consulting, the main hope is, is helping people become more resilient, so that ability to bounce back from adversity and to uh, achieve our goals in life and uh, not be hindered by some of the roadblocks that we face. And uh, so, you know, the, the current work environment is somewhat on the stressful side, let's say, right, to put it mildly, as I think we'll, we'll talk about in a moment here. And I just want to help people uh, work more effectively, but also just feel better, feel happier, more content, more peace, more joy in their lives. We're, we're living through uncertain and um, crazy times, very dark days, frankly, right now. What, what do you think that has the, the pandemic done to, to employee engagement? And how has all of the effects of the pandemic, working from home, all the additional stresses of having to, um, you know, for a lot, a lot of folk, perhaps they've got kids at home, uh, they're worried about family members, all these other things, right? How, how has that increased levels of anxiety and stress? Yes, yes, exactly, right? So work was challenging to begin with, and then now we've got this pandemic on top of everything else. And it's meant for a lot of people, a lot of additional stresses that they were not normally facing at work. So as you mentioned, now they're working from home, Sometimes, especially when you know kids are home from school as well, this can be a major challenge. We've got um, childcare uh, duties on top of our work, and um, you know the other problems is people now are disconnected from their coworkers. So where previously they would have been able to, you know, just walk down to someone else's desk and ask a question, now it's a lot more complicated to try and arrange a meeting with someone. There's the idea of Zoom fatigue, right, where people are getting. Um, just tired of being on online uh, calls and video chats all the time. Uh, the other major problem I'm seeing a lot is it, it, when are you off work? If you're working from home, there's no end, uh, right? So people end up working, you know, in, in essence, 24-7. Um, even prior to the pandemic, the whole, you know, work-life balance, or I like to call it work-life harmony, was challenging to begin with. Uh, now that people are working from home, there's, there's there's no end there's no you never uh leave the office and come home you're essentially always at work 
it might sound like a bit of a, a basic question, but I think it's important that we we get to grips with with the definition here and 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 really try to understand what is burnout. Yeah, actually, this is a bit more challenging of a question than than people might imagine. And you know, there's some related concepts, things like depression, and you might think like, you know, how does it differ? And I think that there is a lot of overlap here. So one of the ways I kind of like to look at it is uh, you have this bit of a scientific lens. So I know we'll get too deep, like there's like the HPA axis, you know, hypothalamic pituitary and adrenal axis, and we'll get into, you know, necessarily all that, all that level. Um, but there was a guy named uh, Hans Seeley, I think is how you pronounce his name. And uh, he came up with this idea of general adaptation syndrome, uh, basically talking about, about stress. He was actually the one who introduced the idea of stress um, as I understand it, into the English lexicon. And he talked about the idea of uh, there's eustress, which is you know, what we might call positive stress, and distress, negative stress. Uh, but actually, both of these events put strain on, uh, you know, well, the organism, but you know, us as humans. And so basically, people react in three phases. When a, a stressor first arises, uh, there's an alarm phase where, you know, we're we don't know what's going on, there's some confusion, and we're just reacting to the situation. Uh, next is a resistance phase where our bodies and minds try and adapt to this situation. And then the, the conclusion is either we get to a stage of exhaustion, um, or hopefully we get to a stage of recovery where we, we find a way out from under the stressor and we find a way to um, you know, be more resilient, which is you know, my goal. So that exhaustion phase, this can be a, a point where people get, you know, permanent um, damage, you know, physically, mentally. Um, in extreme cases, it can, it can lead to, you know, death. Um, so, you know, this is what we're dealing with, right? Basically, people in this um, fight or flight mode originally, but then as the stress becomes chronic, you know, our bodies were not meant uh, to endure this chronic stress and you know, we can find it quite challenging over time and it eventually leads to breakdown mentally and physically. Um, and so you know, we can call this state burnout. A related concept here is the Yerkes-Dodson law. Uh, basically the idea that uh, you know, if you have no stress in your life, that's actually bad. You'll actually perform very poorly. Uh, it won't be very effective. So some stress is good. However, most of the people I work with are on the other side of that curve where the stress has started to uh, be detrimental to their performance and it's, you know, harming them, uh, you know, physically, mentally, but also decreasing their performance. Um, yeah. So th th there's a kind of general idea of what is burnout. And so I, I, I like to uh, reveal little bits about myself from time to time on, on, on these interviews and um I've, I've got to tell you now in my 20s and early 30s i actually thought a little bit of stress was okay and uh you know I, it helped me to to focus and and to get things done work-wise and all the rest of it um it also turned me gray i'm pretty gray now <laughs> and um and I, I kind of i came to a point where I, I realized actually you know what you need you need a healthy work-life balance and you need to have an optimistic outlook on life and yeah okay it's good to sometimes push yourself a little bit but you don't need to constantly embrace stress i think in a way i've tried to amend the way that i i look at life and the way that i work because 
if it's ongoing stress all the time, that, that surely that's that's not a good thing. And um, what what are what are some of the signs that someone is burnt out? What what, what should HR pros and leaders be watching out for? And and on top of that, what are the additional difficulties to identify burnout right now when most of us are working remotely? First, let me just touch on on the thing you said previously, right? So it reminds me the the idea of you know kind of working, working, working. Uh, it, you know, there's a, an important question to ask ourselves of like, why are we doing this? Like, what's what's our goal here, right? And it reminds me of a quote uh, from from the Bible which says, you know, what does it profit a person to gain the whole world but lose their soul, right? And so I think there's there's a bit of that element when it comes to burnout where people push themselves and push themselves beyond their capacity, um, and you know, really kind of taking a step back and asking ourselves what are we trying to accomplish here? Why are we pushing ourselves so far? And as we'll discuss later, you know, is this in line with my personal values? So onto the idea of talking about what are some of the signs of burnout. I know for myself, I wish I had recognized things sooner, recognized uh, that I was going through burnout sooner. It would have helped uh, improve my recovery, made it more, more uh, swift. Okay, so what are the signs? I'd say the most important sign of burnout is exhaustion. Complete and utter exhaustion, mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, spiritually, if you're into that, you know, whatever, just complete and thorough and utter exhaustion. Uh, if we want to zero in, let's take a look at some of the mental symptoms. So now, obviously, you may not have all of these, and yet, you know, the more of them I mention, you're like, oh, actually, that sounds eerily familiar. Um, you know, the more likely it is that you, you may be either, you know, burnt out currently or heading in that direction. So these are just little uh, warning signs to pay attention to. So let's say mentally, we've got uh, difficulty with like memory. So people have a hard time. Um, stress inhibits our ability to encode memories in our minds. So people have trouble remembering things. They have a harder time making decisions. Um, they feel unmotivated. Uh, maybe they're troubled by intrusive or distracting thoughts. Uh, maybe they're focused on the negative and psychology would call this a negativity bias which, you know, all humans have, and yet when we're burnt out, we tend to, you know, exacerbate that, that tendency. Uh, people might have repetitive or cycling thoughts, what we call rumination. Physically, people might have difficulty with sleep. They might have physical things like heart palpitations. They might find themselves getting sick more often. Lots of little aches and pains, maybe nausea, headaches, things like that. Un unintended changes to someone's weight. Uh, if we look emotionally, people might have things like more negative emotions like anger, sadness, anxiety, uh, you know, jealousy, whatever. Maybe they feel more lonely or disconnected. Uh, maybe they feel emotionally numb, on the other hand. Uh, maybe they get more irritable more often, uh, and they rarely feel emotions like contentment or joy or happiness. Socially, people might feel disconnected from others. They tend to actually withdraw from friends and social situations, ironically, because that's probably that social connection is what we need when we're burnt out to help uh, stabilize us. Uh, people might have increased conflict, especially with the people closest to them. Uh, they might act in ways that are out of character for them. Uh, they might start in, uh, avoiding activities that they used to enjoy. Uh, they may have stormy romantic relationships. Uh, they might uh, not end up fulfilling their responsibilities. They may start snapping at people. 
Um, and then I like to talk about a spiritual dimension. I'm, I'm an atheist. I'm not talking you know, in, a, in a kind of religious sense, but um, people might find themselves feeling more cynical, uh, feeling hopeless, empty, worthless, dissatisfied, even though they're having successes in life. They, they don't enjoy that um, uh, success. They don't feel satisfied with it. People start to feel apathetic, uh, feel like they're failing to enforce their personal boundaries. Um, they might uh, experience an extreme form of imposter syndrome, uh, and perhaps most importantly, they, they start to lack meaning or purpose in their life. So these are some of the signs uh, and symptoms of burnout. Uh, now, you asked about uh, how do we recognize this, uh, and, and particularly in a pandemic situation. Well, this is part of the challenge. When we're burnt out, it's actually hard to see that we're burnt out. Um, oftentimes we, we can sort of feel in that moment like, well, this is just normal, uh, or we might even start to blame ourselves for what we're experiencing. Um, and so oftentimes it is helpful to have our colleagues, uh, coworkers, people in our lives come alongside and say, you know, hey, Laval, I notice you're not the same, you know, happy-go-lucky guy you were six months ago. Like, what's going on? Is there anything I can help with, uh, support you with? So now during a pandemic when we are disconnected from our coworkers, uh, and we're not having those daily interactions with them, or at least probably not in person, uh, then of course it becomes much more challenging to recognize when a coworker is going through something like this. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's hard for us to see it ourselves. The saddest effect can be what you spoke about there in, in terms of not reaching out to people and in fact doing the opposite. When you're, when you're under stress, when you're feeling depressed, when you're anxious and you just try and block people off and you try and keep them at arm's length when actually that's probably the time that you need them the most um okay anyway let's uh let, let's continue through and and uh, let, let's talk a little bit about it's not a new term certainly um but I, I think it's one that we should just take 60 seconds or less here to 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 consider presenteeism a bit more is is that a major result of burnout? And and again, in, in terms of our audience here today, HR folk and and, and leaders who are, who are listening in, what, what are what are some of those signs of presenteeism? And how how can how can they help try and tackle that before presenteeism leads to such levels of low productivity level that the only the only recourse is a difficult conversation? Yeah, yeah, excellent question here. So the idea of presenteeism someone's there physically you know they're 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 you know signed in for the day uh you know they punch their time card and yet you know they're not really there they're they are mentally emotionally uh they're checked out uh, of work and so you know this can be quite challenging to to contend with um so uh okay why why is this happening yeah people of course they they uh want to come to work and you know they they recognize look i i i you know I'm part of this team. They probably believe on some level in the work that they're doing. Um, and yet the burnout may have kind of robbed them of that. They feel unmotivated. Um, they feel disconnected. So they're kind of in that, in that uh, tension there between those two drives. Um, and yeah, so people kind of go through the motion. They're just doing the bare minimum. And we can start to blame them and say, oh, they must be a bad employee. Uh, whereas, well, you know, assuming that you did a good job, you know, your HR professionals, right? You did a good job hiring the right people. Um, probably that's not the case, uh, right? It's just this is a good employee, and they want to do the right thing. They're just they're not capable at this moment because they're struggling with this burnt out state. So I, I do think that a big part of the solution here 
is just you know educating people uh, both the you know HR folks or leaders uh, in terms of recognizing some of these signs and attributing it to the uh, correct place like oh this person sounds burnt out rather than um, you know saying they're a, a poor employee or that there's something wrong with them I find this blame the victim thing is actually quite common unfortunately um, you know and also educating the employee themselves giving them some tools to become more resilient uh, so they can overcome this state and get back to the place where they are the kind of employee that that you know they want to be and we want them we are already coming towards the end of this interview. Can you believe it? Um, before we wrap up, just the last couple of questions for you. Uh, in uh, here's, a, here's a big one. I'm going to really challenge you now. In 90 seconds or less, what are some of the key strategies for preventing and recovering from burnout? <laughs> okay. So, so the most important part, you want me to squeeze it in. All right. We'll see what we can do here, right? <laughs> um, okay. okay. So I'd say that um, it really falls into a few key categories. So I think one is, Self-awareness, we need to understand ourselves. So this comes with skills like mindfulness, uh, self-insight, and as I mentioned earlier, understanding our own core values. So what is it that drives me? Where do I derive meaning in my life? Uh, what values do I espouse? Um, you know, part, one of the, the contributors of burnout is when our values and our actions are not lining up. Um, and so by understanding what our values are, we can help to bridge that, that gap. Uh, another category is uh, what I guess you could summarize as emotional intelligence. So again, having that self-awareness, uh, but beyond that, being able to regulate our emotions, emotion regulation skills, uh, both in the moment when we're going through something difficult uh, in an acute phase, but also long-term emotion regulation skills. Empathy, so being able to read other people, connect with them, uh, you know, and then go beyond that uh, mere empathy to actually change and alter our behavior to account for others' emotional reality. Um, also, I'd say communication skills. So just being able to validate someone else, maybe even validate ourselves, but also being able to set limits. This is helpful for both, you know, the person going through burnout, but also people around them to both have those validation and limit setting abilities. Uh, I'd also say the ability under communication skills, skills to communicate clearly, uh, there was some of that semiotics uh, study I did earlier can be helpful, um, and then also understanding nonverbal communication. So uh, basically, I come in and, you know, teach people all of these different skill sets, and perhaps most importantly, not only it's one thing to know about them, but of course, we have to be able to apply these skills in the heat of a moment. So this takes practicing uh, those skills. I think that was about 90 seconds. Oh my goodness me, what a <laughs> professional that he's able, he's able to <laughs> give such insights in, in about a minute and a half. And by the way, listeners, if, if you do want to learn more about all the awesome things that Level's doing, uh, there'll, there'll be links in, in the show notes. Um, before we finish off then, how can our listeners connect with you personally? So uh, you and I are connected on LinkedIn and uh, we have good chats there and elsewhere, um, but how can they connect with you personally, whether that's through LinkedIn or email or Twitter, maybe you're really cool and you're on TikTok, uh, but also how can they learn <laughs> more about all, all the awesome things you're doing over at Laval Martin Consulting. Unfortunately, I'm not on TikTok. I will say, first of all, like who should reach out, right? So I'd say I help three categories of people. Uh, one, people who are teetering right on the edge of burnout, right? So if you recognize, wow, you know, I'm really stressed. Uh, I'm under a lot of pressure. Or you recognize that some of your you know, team or leaders or employees are, are in that state. Second, people who are already burnt out, you know, they're already in really tough space. Uh, and thirdly, 
people who want to prevent burnout. They, they recognize, um, you know, I want to be more resilient, improve my resilience um, so that I don't have to go through the, the, this burnt out state. So if you, you or your team or your leaders are facing lots of stress, taking a toll, then reach out. So where can you reach out? Uh, I'd say, let's try my website. You can give me a call, send me an email, uh, find my contact info on the website. Uh, or as Bill mentioned, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. And hopefully uh, later in 2021, you'll be on Tinder or somewhere else where all these people who are listening today want to get a date with you because you're uh, <laughs> such an awesome guy with a black belt and astrophysics expert and uh, and social conscience and all these other wonderful things. Um, okay, but for today, that just leaves me to say, Lavo, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you very much, Bill. And listeners, as always... Until next time, happy working and please do continue to stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 